You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have uh, special guests here with us, uh, Gabe Peterson, who is a, a real estate investor, uh, specifically investing in multifamily and also uh, mobile home slash RV park uh, properties uh, in the Northwest and, and um, in, you know, in the central uh, United States. So um, definitely want to hear more about the mobile home parks. Uh, haven't had many guests speak about that. And well, there's a lot of interest there um, in, in the general marketplace in general. Um, so definitely want to learn more about that. And what, what are the differences between the multifamily and mobile home parks? Um, so we'll get into that. And uh, Gabe is also a, a host of his own podcast called the Real Estate Investing Club. So make sure you check that out. Um, and if you like it, give him a nice rating and review on iTunes because that really helps us um, get our message out. So with that being said, want to introduce Gabe to the show and appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, Anthony. Thanks for having me on here. Sure. So what's a mobile home park? I mean, is it just little bungalows? Like, do you own the actual homes? How does that whole process work? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, I, I know you guys focus on multifamily before I jump into that question. Um I would, I like to consider mobile home parks as being within the multifamily, you know, realm, um, even though it is considered a different asset class, mostly because the the fundamentals are still there. You're still, people are still renting places to live from you. Um, and it's not just one person, it's multiple people. So, um, so I really like to consider mobile home parks as being part of that, uh, that group. Um, and so what was your, what was your original question? It was, what is mobile home parks? <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. What is mobile home parks? How is it different from traditional? Cause there are differences. No, yeah, um, for sure. And there's one, what, what's the major difference between traditional fee simple, what we like to call, you know, you acquire the land and the building and you obviously own whatever your percentages of the building and the profits and cash flow. So what do you actually own with the mobile home park? Yeah, so that is that is the beautiful part of it. Um, first, I'm going to go in and answer your first question: this, what is mobile home parks? Um, another word for a mobile home park is a land lease community, um, and I feel like that that uh, that description really identifies what it is. Um, instead of in a traditional multifamily like an apartment building, and I do apartment buildings as well, so. Um, so instead of the, the traditional apartment where you, you have a stick built home, a stick built structure um, that, you know, people are renting part of the structure from you. And so there, you know, you have the property, you have the, you know, a hundred unit um, apartment building or apartment complex, and each person rents an individual, you know, unit from you. Instead of that, what you're actually leasing out, what you're renting out is the land. Um, so now when you consider what people are, what people need to live um, they need electricity, they need water, and they need shelter. So in mobile home parks, you are providing two of those. In apartment buildings, you're providing three. Um, so in mobile home parks, you provide the, the utilities, the infrastructure, and then you allow the other person to bring in their shelter. 
Um, so they can, you provide the sewer, you provide the electricity, you provide the water, um, and you, you provide the, the space, the, the infrastructure that allows them to, to kind of uh, utilize their structure. Um, and then they provide their own structure. And so there's a lot of similarities and also a lot of differences. Um, the, the big difference that, that I like, I guess is the, is the word to use is that um, with stick built homes with, you know, if, with structures, you have your overhead is a lot more, you have a lot more just headache is what I like to think of it as um, because there is the structure is dete deteriorates. Um, there are things that go wrong with the structure. You have to fix windows, you have to fix toilets, you have to fix um, ele electrical. Well, in mobile home parks, you have to fix electrical too, but there's many more things that can go wrong in an apartment building. Um, with mobile home parks, the, that type of overhead, that maintenance is much, much lower because what you're really what you're really maintaining are the grounds and then the, the systems that are within the park. Um, so there's a lot less overhead and people that your, your tenants have much more, um, what's the word, much more, they're much more invested in their, in renting with you because it is their property. It, it's their house that they actually own. They're just leasing the, uh, the utilities from you. Um, and so there's a lot more ownership in, in the property when you're talking about mobile home parks. Um, another reason why I really like it is it's more just kind of where society is today there, especially where, where we are up here in Washington, things are too expensive and there's not a lot of affordable housing and mobile home parks really are the cheapest option out there when it's, when you're talking about renting. Um, I mean, our parks, we, we rent out probably averages $350 a month. Um, con compared to the average rent in, you know, in, around here, which is probably, I don't know, probably around 14, 1500. Um, so it's much, much lower. Um, so I think that kind of answers the gist of what you're, what you're asking. Sure. No, it's definitely an affordable crisis in this country. So the question I have is when you are evaluating purchasing a mobile home park community, what's, on the site currently when you're, and I don't know if you're investing in value add or you're doing more ground up or more stable cash flow deals. What is on the site? Is there already a community on the site with an operating business? Are you actually really buying, like you said, the land and almost the operating business that controls the land and the utilities? Yeah. Yeah. So what, so you're asking what, what do you buy? Um, and so What's on the site is usually, uh, I mean, there's value add parks and there's turnkey parks. We try to go the value add route. So there's always going to be issues in the parks that we, we buy. Um, there's going to be low occupancy. Um, maybe there's going to be high uh, park owned homes. Some, some um, owners, um, they, they, their strategy is to own the actual homes within the park. Um, mobile home parks themselves as an asset class, it's very, uh, mom and pop driven. So there's a lot of, you know, just mom and pop owners out there. Um, and they, they don't really see it as a business and they just see it as a way to, to make money. Um, and so they try to own the actual homes thinking that, you know, the, the higher rent they can charge by owning the homes is going to make their, you know, more money in, in the end, which a lot of times it does, but it also increases the headache that you have to do. So when you're buying a mobile home park, you never want park-owned homes. You just want to lease the land. Um, at least that's our strategy. 
And so when you actually do buy the, the park, what you're buying are the utility hookups. So all, everything, you know, the infrastructure, so the utilities, the, the sewer, the electrical, um, the water, all of that. And then usually there is some type of other structure on, on, the, um, on the premises, be it a, an office. Um, usually it's like a small office, depending upon how, lar- uh, how large the park is. Um, other than that, it's just, uh, it's the roads, it's the, um, and then the grounds. And that's really, really all you're buying. Sometimes there'll be, um, uh, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Um, shed. shed is the only word that comes to mind. What, what do you, uh, <laughs> what uh, spaces to, to lease that, um, come on, what is this? Uh, what's the thing that you invest in that's not apartments? It's not apart condos? No, no, no. You said it right before, right before we jumped on the show. Uh, oh, us storage, storage, self storage, self storage. <laughs> so a lot of times there'll be self self storage units on the park um, that you can also rent out. Sometimes there'll be laundry units um, that that you can. You, usually they're there. I, we don't like having them on on the park unless the park is pretty far away from the city. Um, just because that increases the headache that you have to deal with. Um, but yeah, that, that's really what you buy is the, is the land, the utilities, and then maybe one or two structures that are on there. Excellent. So a question that I have is, and if you know, full disclosure, my company, we don't own any mobile home parks, so I'm still learning about it as well. How does, uh, from a lender's perspective, when you're trying to get financing on these types of deals work, I'm assuming it's different than multifamily. I've heard that's changing, um, at least recently. And I guess another thing as well is you're really, like you said, you're marketing the utilities and you're marketing the available land site for them to bring their own mobile home facility, whether it's a one-bedroom, two-bedroom mobile home. How much, and it's going to depend upon different areas, how much would that cost a tenant to purchase their own mobile home versus just renting the apartment for a thousand fifteen hundred dollars and not having to worry about bringing their own structure to a facility. How, what's the marketing angle that you guys kind of see mobile homes being in a you know another? Is it a step up for multifamily or is it a little bit more hard to get tenants? I, I'm just trying to figure out how that works. Yeah. So um, when you're talking about infill, what you really want to do is, I mean, so the, the perspective that you had there was that you, you, you know, a unit becomes vacant. So now you have an empty spot and you need to fill that. Like, how do you actually get a tenant on there? You're thinking that people, um, you, you know, put up an ad and then you say, hey, come rent this from me, bring your own mobile home and they bring their home and rent it from you. Generally, that can happen, and that is uh, a strategy that you do. But um, usually, that that may take longer because uh, not people would have to have their own mobile home, or they would have to have you know fifty, sixty, up to a hundred thousand dollars to buy a mobile home and put it there. So what you do is you infill. So you buy your own mobile. You you buy a mobile home as the owner. You put it on the lot, and then you lease it. Um, lease to own back to whoever decides to rent it from you. So they, instead of renting it from you for 350, they rent it from you for 700 and then they just pay it down over the years. Okay. But not every deal is like that. You're saying everything. I mean, it's all going to be different. Um, so right now, I mean, we just had a, a unit become vacant. It was an RV on the spot. Um, 
and she it, it was in decent shape. It was an older RV. Um, we tried to just lease it out, and you know we had a few few people come to us. They said, "Yeah, we'll do it." Um, but then something fell through, and it didn't happen. And then this uh, one guy came, and he said. That's great. Um, we even got to the point where we were like, you know, we'll give you this RV. We didn't, we didn't think it was a, a great RV, but we said, we'll give it to you. You can rent it from rent the space from us and you can just have the RV. Um, but a guy came and he said, you know, I have my own RV. I, I don't, I don't want to rent from you. Um, just toss that one and I'll come and rent the space from you. And so that's what we're doing. Excellent. Okay. Uh, can you talk about the financing a little bit? Yeah. So that's hard. Um, it is harder to get lending on uh, mobile home and RV parks for sure. Um, and that is why we really try to work the uh, seller financing angle. And usually we, we've been successful with that. Um, we have, we're closing another one right now that is seller financed. Um, and the reason that really works is that most, as I said before, most mobile home parks are mom and pop owned. And so the sellers are willing to negotiate with you. They're willing to um, you know, come up with an alternative strategy to sell their, their park, um, especially if it's in a pretty bad condition. Uh, for instance, this one that we're, we're taking down hopefully soon, it's a 25 unit mobile home park, but, and it has 25, uh, mobile homes in it. So it's hundred percent occupied by homes, but there is zero occupancy in the park. So there's nobody actually renting these from, or these units from the owner. Um, shoot, I was going I was going in the direction and I forgot where I was going. What was your question again? Uh, how does the financing work? Oh yeah. 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 So the financing, financing is hard. Yeah. Seller financing is the, is the way that we go. That's where I was going because uh, most um, mom and pop owners are willing to negotiate with you, especially if they're in a tough situation like this park that we're working at right now. He's got zero occupancy. You know, the park's not bringing in anything except for this little structure on there that he's renting out as a bunk bed, which is weird, but, um, you know, it's, it's empty. It's not bringing him a lot of money. So he'll, he's willing to do seller financing. We see potential it's in a, a good MSA. Um, you know, there is a lot of value add that we have to put into it, but once we're done with it, it'll be like an 18 cap. And so, um, it, you know, it's a great deal. Sure. Can you talk about the returns? Uh, you mentioned stabilized 18 cap. I mean, that's really high. Um, how, how do they compare to traditional apartments for the value add? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at Seattle, uh, if you're on market, I think the the cap rate in on market apartment buildings is like four or something like that. Something really ridiculously low. Um, and so cap rates for apartment buildings uh, are just low. They're, they're especially in the, the coastal cities. Um, it's, I mean, you're, that's 100% what you focus on. So, you know, it's, it's much lower than uh, a, a mobile home park. Um, we tend to see nine caps for mobile home parks, uh, eight, nine caps. And then, you know, our, especially with a large value add at stabilization, we usually get, you know, 15, 18, something like that. And where are you finding these deals? Is it through commercial real estate brokers or is it... we? We have yet to find a, uh, an on-market deal. I've had brokers bring me off-market deals, um, but I've never found anything on-market. Um, usually once they get to on-market, unless they've been on-market for a long, long time, it's just, it's just not a deal. Um, we, most of our deals we find through marketing. We do our own marketing. So we do uh, digital marketing. Um, we have a digital marketing campaign for, for owners that's pretty successful. 
uh, we do um, direct mail and then uh, RVMs. Okay. Hey, can you walk us through, you mentioned you're about to close a 25 unit, kind of just the economics on that, like purchase price, cap rate, price per, I don't know if you do price per acre, price per unit. What, what do you, what do you uh, Yeah, of- let me, so that, that one isn't a great example because as I said, it's not occupied. Um, so sure. that it, it, you know, there's not, I don't feel like that is very useful. Um, so one that we, the, the other one in the same city, um, we, we bought seller financing. Um, it was 26 units. Uh, we bought it for $450,000. Um, and we got seller financing. So we put $90,000 down and then he financed the rest. I think it was at 3.15% interest. So it was pretty good. Um, when we bought it, it was, uh, so there were 26, it, so there's 26 pads in the park. It was fully occupied at 26. Um, two, four of the parks were park owned or four of the, the homes were park owned and they were renting for 500. Um, and then there were additional eight units that have one uh, or eight sites that have one utility that was broken or missing or whatever. Um, so there's, there's an opportunity to add eight additional sites to that. Um, so, you know, once we bought it, we, we sold the, the units, uh, the mobile homes to the, the current owners. Um, so we don't have any, we don't own any mobile homes anymore. Um, so those four park owned homes are, are now owned by the, the tenants. Um, and the, this park was unique in that the, the owner, um, is actually pretty interesting. The owner, he's a big like potato King up here in Washington. He just farms potatoes and he's, you know, he has a lot of money from that. And so he must've just forgotten about this park because the, the operating expense ratio was like 85% for this guy. It was like, it was killing him. Um, because he, there were, uh, uh leaks his, um, his water bill on an annual basis was like, I think it was like 48,000 or something like that, which for, you know, for this size of a park is a lot um, considering, you know, I don't know, just 26 units, $48,000 is it's, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went in there, we scoped the, we scoped um, the, the pipes, we found the leaks and we fixed them up. We're hoping to get it down to uh, about a 35% operating expense ratio. So it should be, should be pretty good. Um, and I think the stabilized, I think the stabilized cap rate once we get it done was supposed to be 18. Um, so that's where, that's where we're going. Awesome. So, and these are mostly direct, direct mail deals. You said you sent postcards. Is there anything specifically you say on the postcard that gets the seller's attention? No, <laughs> no, we just say, Hey, you know, we're, we're local buyers. We, uh, we saw you on this park. Um, we're interested in making an offer. If you're interested, give us a call at this number or email us at, at this address. We'd love to chat. Got it. And what, where do you, if you, do you ever run yourself in situations where you can't get seller financing? What, what's the alternative? Yeah. I mean, the alternative alternative is local financing. So local banks, um, they they tend to be the ones that will, that are willing to, lend on on these type of uh on this type of asset class um we have yet to do anything with uh, a national brand um so local banks you know that's that's where you i mean that's the way to go 
Um, but I mean, with that said, seller financing, especially in this asset class, it really, really is an option. Um, there we've, we found that most sellers are willing to go that route and they're willing to go that route, um, to make it a, a win-win. So you, you can make you, you, if you negotiate correctly, you can get the terms that will work for your, you know, for your strategy. Um, usually we do five to 10 years, uh, balloon. And then, um, because we know that once we get in there, it'll take us, you know, three to five years to get it back up, to stabilize it. And then we can refinance, you know, a, a couple of years down the line, um, regardless of, of how, what we bought it at, because it's going to be such a high cap rate. So we're going to be able to refinance it below what, uh, what the value is and still pay off the, uh, the, the debt that we have on there. Got it. Awesome. How can people find you, Gabe? How can they learn more about you and learn more about mobile home parks? Yeah, for sure. Um, the, the best way is uh, the website, the, the real estate investing club.com. Um, that is my podcast. And then everything else is on that website. Um, so just go to the real estate investing club.com and uh, say hi. Great. Well, we appreciate you coming on our show today, Gabe, uh, and telling our audience what you know, mobile home parks are all about. So definitely I would encourage everybody to reach out to Gabe if you have any questions or are just curious to learn about the asset class. Um, it's, it's pretty interesting. So definitely reach out. And again, if you don't mind uh, rating us on iTunes and giving us a review, we'd really appreciate it. So uh, we can get our message out and, and Gabe's message out um, to a more broader audience. And like Gabe said, he's got his own uh, podcast as well. So definitely subscribe to that. Uh, Real Estate Investor Club uh, on, on iTunes. And I uh, really appreciate you coming on, Gabe. Absolutely. Thanks for having me here, Anthony. Excellent.